My computer is now recording. Somebody once told me the world is gonna hold me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Logging On with Joe and Alex. I'm Alex. I'm joined by my co host, Joe. Hello there. That was a Star Wars reference. <laughs> you can hear a uh, gunfire off going on in the background. Mainly of my feed, but maybe Joe's as well. We've got an active war zone <laughs> the 5th of November, and either some people celebrating the US election early, or more likely Guy Fawkes night is tonight, so that's what you're hearing. Apologies. I cannot get anywhere better sound insulated than where I currently am. Uh, this week, we're going through the uh, second of our like 12 episodes or whatever. So we are doing your first interview and the uh, nervous wait after that to get your success or fail. It was um, nerve-wracking. It was nerve-wracking, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, until you get your email of... Confirmation. Confirmation. Why can I not think of that word? Yes. Joe, uh, how was your law experience of uh, going to the day-long interview? Um, well... Alex, uh, I was wondering, like, how am I going to get to London? Or do I stay overnight somewhere? Do I get a train and then get another train back in the dead of night? Um, oh. so, so where were you? Where were you coming from? Where were you at the time? I was coming from Preston, where I am now. Ouch! That's I, a, how far north of Manchester is that? Um, about. I'm not good at geography, but about an hour on the train. Ah, fair enough. So, uh, for reference, I'm from uh, Leamington, so that's maybe like an hour and a half on the train down to London. Uh, It's probably like an hour and a half on the train up to Manchester. So you were looking at probably like a three-hour train ride down. I think it was more than that. I think it was like four or five. Okay. I don't know. I I can hardly remember. Uh-huh. Well, did you go for a train in the end, or...? Yeah, I got a train, but I stayed at my auntie and uncle's, who happened to live in London, very which was convenient. convenient. And they were very good hosts. It was a nice day. What um, did you give them on the Airbnb app? <laughs> um, I gave them five stars. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> did you leave a review, or...? Were they not good enough for that, you know? Um, I didn't have quite that time on my hands, so... Right. Uh-huh. So you stayed overnight and then got the train back the next day? <clears throat> uh, yeah. I think I stayed two nights. I stayed... No, wait. Oh, I remember now. I stayed the night before, mm-hmm. and then I went in the morning and then got the train back after. Mm-hmm. So... I guess uh, you got the train in. Do you remember what time you had to start? I can't remember if it was like 8.30 or 9. I think it started at 9, but we had to be there by 8.30 or something. Because they were like, they wanted everyone to be there. So you turned up at uh, some weird name, like Horse Ferry House or something, didn't it? I cannot remember the name, but it was something like that. It was very close to Big Ben, and yeah. got in, walked up, and then 
what you were you greeted by? I don't know whether I was actually greeted. I just sort of went in, and there were people sort of dotted around, and I was wondering for a second, that, uh, am I in the right place? Oh. But it, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it was so long ago. I, I know. I'm I'm pretty much just asking you these questions, so you'll give an answer, and it will trigger my memory <laughs> to ask me the same questions in reverse. So that is why you chose to go second. Potentially. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So I remember we were given this talk. There was a PowerPoint presentation. Very professional. It was indeed. Um, we were sort of told what to expect, like what life would be like in in a. Oh, were we? Uh, I think so. Okay. Where life would be like in a rural village somewhere in the world. We didn't know where we were going at this point. It Uh was like... Do you know what the options were? I think it was Tanzania or... Nepal? Yes, Nepal. I lost it for a second there. Uh Tanzania or Nepal. So, uh, how did you get there, I guess? Train? Just half an, an hour and a half? Yeah, I think it was, like, I asked you what time it started, because I remember I had to get, like, a weirdly early train, because <laughs> one got in for, like, five to nine, and so that was too late, so I had to get one that got in at, like, six. Uh, right, so yeah. So I was a bit of a, like, quite early start, getting up at, like, four or something. Uh. Quite a bit of a late, just wandering around London, but I'm sure if you had better planning, you could probably have avoided that. But, yeah, got the train down, it was, like, an hour and a half wandered around London for a bit. And, um, <laughs> yeah, what did you do? Not really much, just, I, well, I was listening to stuff on my phone, but then I noticed the, uh, like, battery was kind of, like, fading. I was like, oh, damn. So, uh. at that point, turned that off, and then just kind of found out where I was going, and then, like, walked around the streets from there, just trying to waste time for half an <laughs> hour. But, yeah, it meant that when I got there, I was, well, I thought I'd be the first person there, but there was actually, like, two others. Okay. I remember that when I got there, we had to, like, give over our passports for some reason. So, like, give over a photo ID, and then they made us fill out a bunch of forms, which was very fun. I met a Scottish Joe straight away. <laughs> uh, he was asking me, like, what forms I had to fill out or something. And, yeah, quite a bit of sitting around, which might be a recurring theme at this point. But, uh, Might be a recurring theme throughout these yeah. episodes. <laughs> the one constant <laughs> the lack of things to do. But um, Spoilers. Yeah, bit of sitting around, and then I think my group, we got uh, we got split into two halves. There were about yeah, like, that happened with us. Okay, so about 40 people there, maybe? And so half of the group got put in... A, just like a smallish room and I think they had to fill out some forms all uh, while they were getting called individually for interview. Yes, that sounds very familiar. Uh-huh. Whereas the other half, which I was in, I did that in the afternoon, we were doing kind of energizers. Oh boy. Boy. The come back up. Kind of like team building stuff and icebreakers. Did you do the bridge out of spaghetti? Yeah, but we did the bridge out of just, like, bits of paper. 
Oh, I think ours was as well. Oh, okay. I was going to say maybe I went after you and they'd already, like, broken all the spaghetti. <laughs> so they just gave us, like, pieces of paper. I think I remember I did pretty well in that. I think we came first. Like, we got the most amount of weight on it or something. I think we did, like, sort of average near the middle. Wow. Sort of like... Office types. You need an engineer on your team. <laughs> That's right. So they did one thing where, well, the very first thing was we all had to stand in the room and they said, imagine the floor of this room is roughly a rectangle, is like a map. Yes, they did. And stand where you want to uh, to go kind of thing in the world. And so, yeah, I picked, uh, well, Burma or Myanmar. So just in between India and China. Uh, I think lots of people chose Tanzania, and I'm like, oh, stop trying to suck up to them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, do you remember where you chose? I think, I can't remember, right? I either went for Tanzania because because my parents had been there, uh, and sort enough. of to suck up. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I, I don't know, I, feel, I have a feeling I might have gone for somewhere stupid like Antarctica. That does sound very you, Joe. <laughs> yes. I am going to go to Antarctica, and I am going to survive for at least a day without oh, freezing. You rate your odds that highly. <laughs> you haven't even got the experience of having to record a podcast in your parents' summer house, unheated. That's like true. Have. I don't think you'd survive a day. But yeah, um, so we did that. We did the uh, bridge building. Anything else we did? Uh... But uh, then... Maybe I did my day a bit differently to you, because after we'd done all the kind of like team building, energizing icebreakers, we did that presentation you talked about, which told us generally what we'd be doing. Oh, uh, yeah. But I would say I found it fairly like lacking in details. It told us a lot about like, you know, what the kind of living conditions were. Yeah. Telling us about like, you know, showers. And I was like, oh. There'll be showers, and then they're like, yeah, it's a bucket, and a kind of, like, fenced-off area, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, they told us about, like, toilets. I think they also told us about uh, various things, the injections we'd need. Oh, yeah, yeah, they did. And I think this was the first time that they ever outlined, in the broadest of terms, what uh, livelihoods was, and what wash was. Yes. So, livelihoods is livelihoods as you know it. Wash is, like, W A S. H, so it stands for something. Yeah. But spoiler alert, me and Joe both get picked to go on livelihoods. Spoilers? Yeah, What's with the spoilers, man? That being said, from the start, um, they were telling us most of the volunteers go on livelihoods. I always had the idea that Wash was a pretty small yeah. allocation. I think that was me, that was everything we did up until lunchtime which was at, like, you know, one o'clock. We'd started this at nine, and it was fairly, um, I don't know what you'd call it, fairly kind of like a busy, jam-packed day. Yeah. So if you're expecting, like I was before, to go down there <laughs> for, like, two hours and then head off, oh, boy, no. You're there from nine till, like, four o'clock, and unless they change the uploads, you're going to be there from nine till four. If they say that in your email, they're going to stick to it. Yes, which you you presumed it meant just because I didn't Well what what was it you thought they were gonna do? Well, they said in the email like 
Book your train to get here before 9 and leave no sooner than 4.30. And I thought like, ah, oh, okay, they're just, you know, belt and braces. It's probably going to start like, you know, 9.30, 10-ish. If you roll up late, no worries. And you'll be done by 12. But in case they have a massive backlog or something goes wrong and someone's ill and they don't make it, maybe at the worst case scenario, you'll be stuck around till like 4 so that's why they say that in the email. I've been to, well, I've never done any volunteering before, but, you know, I've been to interviews before for, like, uni and jobs and uh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. And they often have that kind of thing. They're like, make sure you're, before, you're, like, you know, 45 minutes before your allocated time and do not book any transport for, like, you know, at least an hour after your interview's finished. So I kind of assumed it was the same, but rally, they are very good at uh, taking your time up. And if they tell you you're going to be... <laughs> At a pace for a certain amount of time, you better uh, make sure you're able to be there. But yeah, uh, lots of nice people. Oh, I yeah. think some of the. Uh, well, another spoiler alert. I have an allergic reaction to all energizers. But I do think <laughs> at, this, at this very first one, they did it pretty well. Yeah. Um, energizers. Or an icebreakers kind of thing. Oh uh, yeah. Well, I I I do. Re- trying to think, they would have split us up into like very small little groups, and just I can hardly remember it. Hmm. What energizers did you do? Well, that one where we had to say where we were in the world. Uh, the bridge thing. I think we also did one which. Oh, uh, maybe it wasn't an energizer, but they gave us. They put us in groups of about like three or four. And we had to do... They gave us, like, some situations. Oh, yeah. What happens if a fellow volunteer, like, you know, goes to the bar and has a drink? What do you do? Well, what would you do if someone had a drink while in placement? Yeah, what would we do? What would you do? What would you do, Joe? (laughs) I would... mm, I would just let them do it and go about my business and not grass them up. But not get involved. Oh, really, Joe? Hmm. What would you do? I think I'd do very much the same. I'm a, <laughs> a responsible person. <laughs> or maybe I'd do the uh, the rally way. And uh, I think, well, one thing is, rally does not. It's a dry program. And so if you're caught drinking, you are sent home and given whatever the rally version of dishonorable discharges. You don't get like a reference after your back. Oh, uh, yeah. But, so we did that, and there was lunch. Then after lunch was the interviews. Lunch was a was it a selection of crisps and nibbles? Oh, it was tiny triangle sandwiches, wasn't it? I, I can't remember because I remember there was a snack break and there was that type of stuff because I had nothing for some reason. But I feel we were allowed out for lunch, and I went and got some food. Oh that right, was so long ago. I might be messing it up but anyway yeah lunch happened and then we were back and we were doing um the interviews so do you remember how your interview went uh i remember being asked a lot of questions and thinking about answers on the spot Um, Uh, like can you think of any examples where you have resolved a situation of conflict and i was like uh yeah <laughs> but um 
I think I ended up talking about a time when some of my some of my friends at uni fell out and I was just trying to negotiate between them but um I was really I was really straining for examples yeah I found that so many times at job interviews I feel well maybe this is a bit of a tip the first one of this whole podcast but like look up uh, generic kind of like job interviews everything ah. to do with like teamwork whenever you've shown leadership whenever you've uh, resolved conflict whenever you've like stood up to bullying and I think maybe just you know a couple of days before have a think through your mind and pick a few examples that you think kind of show it they don't have to be amazing and especially if you're like 18 or whatever and you've like not even been to uni yet and you haven't had a job it might be quite hard but I think it's more yeah if you just pick a couple of those things you'll sound a lot more confident in the interview and I think it will go a lot easier for you Ah uh, yes, I will remember that advice. Yes, you can tell a uh, previous Joe from a. I'll go back and <coughs> yeah. I'll get in my time machine and I'll tell him. But that was yeah, maybe that was probably something that if I was doing it again, I would do differently. But yeah, did you think your interview went well? Well, I got through, <laughs> so it? it must uh, have done. Um, right. At the time, I was I was quite nervous about it. Like, uh, how's it gonna go? I I didn't provide many good examples of stuff, but um, I think they just wanted to see what type of people we were, and whether we could whether we could be trusted to go in the program. Yeah. So they go through jot a whole load of stuff down, and then they send the next person in after you. It takes quite a bit of time because. At least at the place I was doing it, they only had, like, three interviewers. Yeah, uh, same with us. So you've got 40 people. Each interview kind of takes, like, 30 minutes. And so, yeah, you do the maths. That's quite a few hours between just the three of them. So towards the afternoon, there's a fairly kind of, like, by the time you get to 2 or 3 o'clock... If you're not waiting for your interview, you've kind of done everything. There's, I think there's a medical interview at the same time. Ah, yeah. So make sure if you have any allergies or medical conditions, make sure that you've got them like saved on your phone so you can just tell them to the nurse. I remember uh, at the time of uh, when everyone's doing their interviews, we we were in that room doing uh, colouring or something. Something yeah, like that. I was trying to remember what it was. I feel there was a form you had to fill out, which was, like, what do you think your best qualities are? Yeah. What do you think? And the form... And I feel... The form had a little person on it, and you had to put yeah. things on the inside and on the outside. Mm. Something like that. I would like say that. that I did absolutely terribly on that, but luckily, uh, Mana, she let me, like, copy hers, so... <laughs> Well, mine was a, <laughs> mine was a work of right. art, but I don't think it had much good writing on it. <laughs> oh, okay, there we go. Well, yeah, another tip there: just copy someone who's better than you. <laughs> uh, but yeah, towards two, kind of three o'clock, I think to me at least it got quite grating. 
because I've done my interview and you were just waiting for a few other people to do an interview. And yeah, I think everyone was kind of getting a little bit agitated. So I don't know, make sure your phone's charged up so you've got something to do in that point. But by about four o'clock-ish, they started letting us all out. Yeah, they so, did. Hmm. And we just, uh, yeah, just walked back to the train. Be like, bye everyone. Oh. See you soon. Hopefully, if I get through. Uh, yeah, same for us. We went to... There was a station quite close to... It's called Horse Ferry Lane, I just remembered. Horse Ferry Lane. But uh, there's a train station quite close by with a Weatherspoons in. So, so, probably the majority of us that didn't have to leave straight away went for a drink. And then, yeah, we all said goodbye. Wish everybody luck getting through and then headed off. Yeah, I... So, yeah, I just headed off. I was like, oh, I'd I'd really like to go for a go for lunch with someone, but uh, I'm too awkward to ask. Buddy, same here. Luckily, someone like invited me along, and I was like, oh yes. <laughs> but um, yeah. So afterwards, now's the like longish wait. I think on the day of, I got. A, kind of fairly generic email through saying like thank you for yes. coming to the interview uh, we really appreciate your time they gave us a form for uh, claiming back expenses so if you are coming from quite a long way away as I said before one of the people there Joe was from Scotland and he had got the train down so uh, yeah if you're worried about it costing you to do all of this stuff you can just Claim back the uh, the expense of like uh, yeah yeah a train and I think maybe even a hotel room for the night if you can't get down early enough but yeah if that's like a barrier to entry don't worry because they pay for it all for you but uh, yeah um, they sent us the email saying thanks for coming to the interview and then you get this kind of I think for me it was about a two or three week wait yeah I think that's about the same about the same here so. A good thing to do is when you're there, make a group chat with the other people. Because uh, it, it, like a Facebook one or whatever, it just means you can, uh, I don't know, share it when you start uh, getting your confirmation letters through. And so, yeah, about two weeks later, a couple of people in the group chat started uh, getting their letters, th- well, their emails through saying, we've got onto the various projects. And I think I was fairly close to the last. But, uh, yeah, of the 20 people in this group chat, within maybe, like, three to four days, we'd all gone from the first person getting it to the last person getting confirmation. I assume this is a different group chat to the big one that we all ended up in. (laughs) I think I didn't know about that big group chat until I went to the... What's it called? Doncaster. Doncaster I think I added you. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. One of the first things we did after we knew each other. And I was like, oh, uh, oh, there's a group chat for all of us guys. If you want to join, I can add you. From my experience, uh, the people that you go to interview with, you'll bump into again and again. So, like, Mana, Fadia, Scottish Joe, and Gabby, they all, like, were in my first interview. They were at the Doncaster weekend with me. They were on the plane with me. Uh, they went to the same, the whole Tanzania thing. So, yeah. Everyone gets through. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets through. 
from my experience. Unless and... you're like an, a massive idiot at the thing, but no one or, was. Or I think the main reason is if you don't have the time or if you have like maybe a medical condition that can, uh, what's it called? Uh, make it dangerous for you to go. I know that Mana had asthma, and that maybe would have uh, disqualified her from going to Tanzania. So okay. maybe look into that beforehand, because I know she was potentially being put on the what's it called the pool trip instead, because in Tanzania there's like a lot of dust in the air in the summer when we were going, whereas Nepal wouldn't have been so bad. So. Yeah. Potentially look into stuff like that. It would be a real bummer to go through all this effort and then find that you should have applied for a different uh, program. Another another reason people go to Nepal instead was because of the laws in Tanzania, like stuff like yeah, yeah. I think there was a guy on the trip who I saw at the Doncaster meeting, and he was one of the like three people at the Doncaster weekend who was in the Nepal trip. Yeah. it was because of that so yeah um just to like maximize your chances uh if that does apply for you maybe email them or give them a call up first just so that you apply for the correct trip you'll definitely be able to go but maybe not to every single one so it will save you a lot of time if you just make sure that they put you in the right place to start with that's the main segment over what were your experience what was your um did that change your expectations um a little bit, because of how we did a lot of uh, team building exercises and icebreakers, it was the first sort of hint that that would be a large, a large um, part of what we were, <laughs> what we, what we were doing. Uh-huh. Um, I suppose we'll find out more about that in future episodes. Yes. Uh, well, one it. Convinced me, but um, it kind of blew away some of my expectations. Like I wasn't really sure if we'd be living in a village with like a family, or if we'd be in like you know a largest town and moving out. I didn't really mm. know that, but yeah, it found out that you're going to be living in a very rural village. You're going to be living with like the community, so you're not going to be in like a separate kind of area, uh, and you're going to be using all the same facilities. So you know, like water from a hand pump, showering with a bucket shower, and that kind of thing. Um, I think it made me think that there was going to be a lot of work. Yeah. They, they were very, at this point and going forward, they were very keen to say that they were not a volunteerism. Oh, yeah, yeah. Kind of project that you would be working pretty much every day. You'd be working off your feet, which, uh, well, see if that happens. And um, I think my expectations from this was that all these icebreakers and kind of group challenges and stuff they would like be very strong at the start and then would kind of like fade away and by the time we actually got to tanzania you'd know everybody you'd spent like a weekend with them and done a week's training in tanzania so by the time you got to the village you won't really need this anymore (laughs) uh yeah so that was my experience with that at the moment well i'm in the one time that this is going to happen i'm going to do the swahili segments but uh, Joe's going to introduce another <laughs> very quick segment, which I will usually be taking over for the uh, the rest of the episodes. So, Joe, do you want to go ahead? Okay, so welcome to Alex's Boring Facts. 
Um, Alex used to, in Tanzania, a lot of the time he would say, hey, do you want to know a boring fact? And then he'd say a fact, which was actually quite interesting. But um, it was just funny how you called it a boring fact. <laughs> so my boring fact today is um, stick insects. They mate and then the female bites the male's head off. Oh. Disgusting. <laughs> wow. Nasty, yeah. Thank you for telling me that. I will <laughs> take that piece of knowledge with me for the rest of my life. <laughs> but uh, yes, to the, the segment that we all know and love, it's a Joe Swahili segment where I will teach you a useful word or phrase. And today, it's going to be a phrase. So you already know how to say mambo. And oh, uh... that's the one. Uh, but that's just hello. One's if you meet someone who you think's a really nice guy or gal, and you want to say that you're pleased to meet them. Well, here's a little, little tasty little phrase um, <laughs> that I picked up from my uh, my mates out in Tanzania. Now it goes, Nina Furaha Kukutana Nawewe. Now I'll put it in the notes down below, spelled out phonetically, or you can just hit 15 seconds back. And yeah, re-listen to that. It's a very oh, phonetic what? language, so everything. Sorry? It's a very phonetic language, so everything is spelt more or less phonetically, in Swahili. Yeah. Ah. Uh-huh. So um, yeah. But Nina Furaha Kukutana Nawewe. Joe, do you want to correct my pronunciation at all? Um, it was actually quite good. Yeah, Nina Furaha Kukutana oh. Nawewe. And that means, I am happy very to meet you. Oh, sorry. I am happy to meet you. Yeah. So, yeah. That was, uh, so if you're like <laughs> me, uh, I was using that all the time whenever I met anyone new. And, yeah. Yes. Quite a useful or to have. It was, it was like the one that we, I mean, I, I tried to learn it. Like, I don't know, I heard someone teaching it to someone else. So I was like, that's a Handy little phrase. I'll write that down and try to learn it. Mm. So now yeah, I... you you can get the drop on us by learning it before you even go to your day interview. But then if you don't even end up in a Swahili speaking country then Well, uh, you know, it's just another you can you can create your own boring fact segment and tell people that in uh <laughs> or Colombia. <laughs> but yeah. I think that just about does it for today. Yes. So, looking at my little contingency, next week we will be talking about the uh, pretty big topic of fundraising. Oh, fundraising, yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, how we did it, how much you have to fundraise, some tips and tricks. Joe should be able to help you out slightly more than me. For a reason that will become clear. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so from me, Alex, it's a badai. Badai. From me. Right. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See you guys. Stars break the mold